You are listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast presents Welcome to the OC, bitch! With Ryan and Paige. All I'm saying is if they would make bacon packages resealable, I wouldn't have to waste the fucking freezer bags. <laughs> Maybe they're in cahoots with the freezer bag people. No. No. <laughs> no? That's no. not it. No. Okay. There, there, there are, are far grander conspiracies at play than... <laughs> like, then big freezer bag, I think. <laughs> like hot dogs versus hot dog buns. Oh no no no! That's just how the way. That's that's just the way it goes. That's just bullshit. That's Anyways, just, yeah. Anyways, welcome to bacon talk. <laughs> <laughs> We've decided to change the entire format. <laughs> no more OC. Now we're only talking about bacon. <laughs> it's very very. And the conflicted uh, relationship that. <laughs> Paige has with it. Yes. I love it. Along I can't with her have heritage. It. I shouldn't have it, yet here we are. Here we are, indeed. <laughs> oh, uh, welcome to the OC, bitches. Welcome to the OC, bitches, indeed. <laughs> uh, we are recapping... Another two episodes down. Yep, two episodes. Episode three and episode four. So exciting. So episode three is The Gamble. Kirsten takes temporary custody of Ryan. His mom gets drunk. <laughs> She certainly do, <laughs> off of what looks to be like maybe three drinks, but you know. You know, she's a lightweight because she did quit last week. Yeah. We'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, episode four is called The Debut. Mm. The teens attend Colton, Colton, what is it? Colton? Colton? No, Col- Cotillion. 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 Yeah. Cotillion. You're hilarious. Where a fight breaks out, Indeed as it do. tends to do. Again, uh, just a master class in just, you know, not even a double entendre, not even trying to mask the the stuff with these episode titles, the gamble and the debut. Listen, like, they weren't here to to be... Because in the gamble, separate. Jimmy's secret gets exposed because he's been gambling in his dog market, and also, hey, it's Vegas night, and also Ryan takes a gamble on his mom, ooh-wee. Ooh. And then in the debut, it's all about the debutante ball, but also, uh-oh, the big debut of Ryan actually being part of Newport Society, and also the debut of Jimmy's Secret to the public. Ooh. Ooh. So much stuff. Jesus. So like, I'm, I'm They paid. really thought that they were like, this is great, man. Like, this is like, it, 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 there's levels, you know? It works on so many levels. Jesus Christ. Anyways, I'm Paige. That's Ryan. Certainly is. <laughs> We're roommates, occasional friends, uh, <laughs> but we always seem to share a common enemy, which is usually children. So they're great as long as I can give them back. Exactly, it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my new baby niece, Layton. Oh, <laughs> cute. <laughs> uh, so we open with. Uh, Sandy talking to Ryan in jail. He says, we've got to quit meeting like this. <laughs> and, uh, uh, that's what I say to the bathroom attendant every time I walk into the men's room. <laughs> <laughs> got to quit meeting like this. Me too, but Alexa doesn't get it for some reason. <laughs> it's not part of her programming. It's not. I should make it part of her programming. Bezos won't allow it. <sighs> um, so he's stuck in jail. Uh, because of the whole fire thing. The whole fire thing. You know, when they burned down the model home. Yes. Um, and, of course, Luke is getting out scot-free. He doesn't have any priors. He's got No, yeah. And plus, he's got parents. a family to be released to. Yeah, so, he's got you know. two parents to go home to. So, he's getting off scot-free. 
But, you know, if, if Ryan can't find someone to take possession of him, that little kid from Kazam's going to kick his fucking ass. Hey. <laughs> That's Francis. who he is. I know. Francis Capra. Uh, uh, I know him best from Veronica Mars, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, I think I yelled out his actual, like, character name. You did. Yeah, before his real name. Poor little tattooed muffin. He's, oh. <laughs> I love him. He's so cute. He's such a like adorable little ruffian. Mm. But Post Malone's the one that got famous biting his look. Yeah, some bullshit. Um, Francis uh, starts not one but two fights with Ryan in yes. the what, one and a detention half facility. I don't right know. in the one and a half days that he's there. Yeah, yeah. The first one is just asserting dominance, is you know because you know he's four foot nothing, so he's got to. He has to. He's got to do something like that's, what's up. Yeah, that's the law. Yeah, that's the first one. You know, <laughs> fresh fish. You gotta you gotta pound him into submission. And the second one is because he tries to hit on Kirsten. Yes, and Kirsten. And Kirsten is a piece because she Seth guilts Kirsten. It <laughs> Seth. Cohen guilts his mom into visiting Ryan in lockup. Yep. Because, you know, you should probably give a shit about this kid, mom. You know, <laughs> He probably thinks she has so much, like, she's, like, Jewish guilt adjacent <laughs> that maybe he'll, like, she'll pick up on it and Oh, yeah, no, him and back. Sandy double-team her without even knowing it with, no. like, their guilt shit. That's the thing, is that family <laughs> Jewish guilt... Is just second nature. You don't even think that you're doing it until it's finished. Yeah, see, I don't know this. I grew up with, you know, the the Irish Catholic guilt from my, my grandma and stuff. That was the stuff where it's just like, oh, they'll let you know that it's happening. Oh, They're, yeah. no. Yeah, it's... the Irish Catholic guilt is like, here's the knife I'm going to twist in you. <laughs> they show it to you first. <laughs> uh, with us, it's second nature. All my aunt ever has to do to me is go, hi, and I'm in tears. <laughs> because you can hear yeah you can hear mm. the disappointment mm. you can hear you don't even know what you're sorry about but you're really sorry about mm. it it's speaking fun. of uh bitches just talking out of turn let's talk about jimmy's wife Woo, jimmy's wife <laughs> what's her name again the one that julie uh, that's right um yeah julie has found out uh-huh. about the $100,000 loan that everybody still acts like is it's a... no big is a, deal. Is like $2,000 maybe. Like, and even that's too much for me. Like, I can't even say that with a straight face. Like, $50. 50 I, like... <laughs> I cash out a friend like a hundred bucks at the start of this pandemic because they were going through some rough shit and I could mm -hmm. spare it. Yeah. But now I'm just like, man, it'd be great if they paid me back, but I don't want to be the asshole to ask oh, about it. You should 100% <laughs> be the asshole that asks about it. But like, that's the thing is like, she's giving away a hundred grand. I'm sweating a hundred dollars. Right. I know. We I'd are be, not the same. No, I'd be sweating $50. <laughs> yeah. So Julie found, finds out about this loan and just decides to burn down all of Newport Beach. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because like, and already like, we know that she's part of, like, this society of just, like, the worst white women possible. Oh, my God. Having their little peach bellinis while they're discussing the next charitable fundraiser <laughs> that they can't remember if it's Vegas night, casino night, Monte Carlo night. You're, you're arguing semantics. Right. You're there to waste and spend money in the name of raising money. Yeah. Yeah. And only, like, white women in California would think that a night where you gamble money would be something that would be fun for everyone. Including the kids, because the kids do it too. 
And that makes zero sense to me. I'm like, well, and maybe that's just because I grew up around slot machines, like their background but like noise. the fact that it's just like the house take is what goes to charity, but you'll still win some money out of this. Like if you end up beating the house, you get to keep that money, but anything you lose goes to charity, so don't be a bitch about it. Right. Don't count <laughs> cards, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So she she studied with Kevin Spacey and all those other dumb people. Right. <laughs> what was that movie? Twenty one or whatever, where they whitewashed the cash, uh, the cast of MIT students because it was actually, if I remember correctly, uh, like largely Asian American students that were doing it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh man. No. No. Uh, no. That was when they were trying to make Jim Sturgis a thing. <laughs> Because, you know, across the universe was a thing. And they're like, hey, this kid. We tried. Yeah, we tried with him a lot. We tried with Julie Taymor a lot. Just go back to Broadway and do your thing. She was great on Broadway. Yeah. I'm not mad at it, Well, honestly. except for the Spider-Man one. The Spider-Man one. She was the one behind Spider-Man oh, Turn Off the Dark. She, well, not all of it. Just the d- design, the right? The staging and the direction. That's like what she does. Dur- but the staging and the direction are just the costumes. Julie Taymor is a Does Broadway director. Like, okay, she did the Lion King for Disney on Broadway. Like, she that's what that's what like brought her star on the rise, if I remember correctly. That is, and then she got into movies. Like, she did that weird version of Titus Andronicus with uh, yes. Anthony Hopkins and yep. Alan Cumming and shit. And then yep. she did uh, Across the Universe, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. Um, but yeah, she. So Julie finds out about the speaking of Julie's stupid loan, yeah, um, and confronts Jimmy yeah. while Jimmy's just trying to enjoy a nice soapy beverage. <laughs> just, just placed just delicately in the background. They turned the chips around so we couldn't see what kind of chips. Whatever Nantucket kettle chips or whatever were, he was yeah. he was eating, but like the soapy. Elixir label was prominently was displayed prominent. behind it, and I had like the Vietnam flashback. Me too. To my high school experience of like, fuck, Sobe, I forgot about those for a fucking minute. Yeah. But man, I pounded those so much, like the pina colada ones, mm-hmm. the green tea ones. Uh, the energy ones or whatever, those yellow ones. I liked the, like, wild berry ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were my favorite, but oh my god... Soapy apparently is still a thing, just not as prominent. I, those, so they, and need they to come did, back. and they did the Snapple shit too, where instead of fun facts, they just had fun little sayings on the underside of the caps. They did. You know what I did? I drank so much Soapy, and I was such a stupid fucking kid. I had a desk lamp uh, on the desk in my room because uh, you know that's where you put a desk lamp. You fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> and I would take the caps if they had a good enough saying. I would put Scotch tape on the back of them. And stick them. And stick them to the outside of the lamp. So this whole lamp yes. was like with soapy caps. I washed them out, of course. I of course you gonna... did. You're not a monster. It's yeah. <laughs> get ants, man. Yeah. Do you want ants? This is how you get ants. This is how you get ants. <laughs> the, I think the only thing that was more iconic than soapy was orbits. Orbit, no. And, or, and orbits, it was just visually, like, aesthetically. They Nobody had, ever like, wanted to little, drink it. It was like seltzer water with, like, like, like little boba yogurt in balls it. in it. Yeah, no, it. <laughs> I'm not saying it tasted but, uh, good. I'm saying aesthetically, people loved it. I am very proud to have never drank one of those lava lamp ass looking motherfuckers. I never did either, but yeah. I thought that, like, aesthetically wise, they yeah. were great. I had a cousin who would who got like all the different colors mm-hmm. and put them on her desk shelving. <laughs> it was it was all a precursor to the 
the frat boy style of lining up all the empty bottles yes. on the top of the kitchen yep. cabinets. Yep. Ugh. It was the girl version of We that. all did that a little bit longer than we should have. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so Julie and all her little friends are already talking shit about Kirsten yep. and Sandy mm-hmm. because, you know, this this boy from Chino is a menace to our wonderful little beach community. Yes. Uh, and then finds out this is what breaks her. Is like not she can't talk shit about Kirsten anymore because now her family is, is indebted. indebted to her, yes. and it's already bad enough. This fucking soap opera ass shit that they are setting up. It's already bad enough <laughs> that Kirsten and Jimmy have some sort of pre existing like they were totally fucking all throughout college sort of thing or whatever was going on. Yeah, they clearly have are sharing a moment. Oh, they've shared several moments, mm-hmm. multiple moments. They they had to clean up several moments. I'm sure. Yes. Uh, but now she's indebted to her, and it's like also. The emasculation of, like, because, like, what the fuck does she, like, her husband Mm -hmm. is now, like, losing his client's money, stealing his client's money, not talking to her about anything. She's spending any money they can willy-nilly, and it turns out it's just her friend's money. Yep. Yep. She even, when they arrive... What, what the fuck does Julie even do? Like, Nothing. She, yeah, she Nothing. is very much like the housewife wearing mm-hmm. juicy couture-ass she, fucking... She really ugh. is. Yeah, she even, uh, when they show up at... Casino night, Vegas mm-hmm. night, whatever night you want to call it. Um, Kirsten's like, oh, I really like that dress. And she's like, yeah, I think it's yours. Yeah, yeah or, she's like, yeah. like, yeah, it's yours. And yeah. like, ooh. You want to know, you bought it. That's <laughs> fucked up. Um, but yeah, she she just burns it all down with oh, yeah. no regard. Yeah, just she, I don't think she knows what her husband even does. Like, I think that she She knows he manages money. Yeah, but I don't think that she has an understanding of how many people that she could have pissed off by, by like... Oh, yeah, because he is, he, he basically has been investing money for all his friends and neighbors. Yeah, yeah. And then either lost it all on bad investments or use it himself to get himself out of personal debt in the hopes of like, hey, I'm just going to find that one perfect stock. Mm-hmm. He was a bit too early to ride GameStop to the moon. No, yep, yeah. he didn't do it. But uh, yeah, she she goes to Sandy and is just like, "Hey, thanks for for doing what you did. Thanks for writing that check, buddy." Yeah. Like, like super super shitty. Which is like, didn't even go to Kirsten about it because Kirsten's the one that wrote the check. But like, yeah, no, and we're she gonna, knows this. Yeah, no, we know this. <laughs> we know this. Yeah, no, she's she's trying to burn it all down. What to what end though? Right, that's the thing. To make that's yourself feel better because your life's falling apart, so you have to wreck everyone else's life. I fucking hate yeah. bitches like this. And here's the thing: I'm not saying I'm not saying women are bitches. Bitches are bitches, yes. and Julie is a fucking bitch. She is. She's a horrible individual. Um, she yeah, she's burning it down just for the sake of burning it down. Yeah. Um, and if I, I can't have a good life, no one can. Well, and I don't think that she even really understands what's happening. Like, no. I really don't think that she thinks that because she's he basically Regina George's mom with yes. a little bit more of a brainstem and a mean streak. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and so that blows up, but very quickly resolves itself in a oh, in a yeah. very strange way. Again, you know, it's weird. It's almost as if like money. Knowing that you have a everything. shitload of money uh, yeah. solves problems. Totally money can't buy happiness. <laughs> of course it can, says right. Catherine O'Hara in Orange <laughs> of County, speaking can. of which. <laughs> uh, yes, we watched Orange County, because the movie. Because she's never seen it. Uh, because I've never seen it. And let me tell you, <laughs> I did not expect to enjoy it as much as right? I did. But it was 
It was great. Yeah. It was a acting powerhouse. Uh, there was a lot of pause for laughter moments. Literal, we had to oh, pause yes. the movie yes. so you could laugh your ass off. Oh, man. <laughs> but that is... Ugh, it uh, was John crazy. Lithgow really does it for you, huh? John Lithgow <laughs> is a comedy powerhouse. He's great. Like, there nothing can touch him. I can't wait to show you a cliffhanger where you get to see him just be a bad guy and just chew every single available piece of scenery and just shit out pure awesome. It's going to take us three business days to get through that because we're going to have to pause it every single time. So yeah, Julie is burning everything down. Uh, Ryan's mom comes back into the picture because... Yeah, so um, Sandy ends up finding Ryan's Mm -hmm. mom in the system... Uh, and they invite her over to dinner. Yep. In a very awkward dinner scene. Oh, guess who's coming to dinner? It's Ugh. my alcoholic mom. It's mom. She is very awkward. She says that she broke up with her boyfriend. Yeah, just um, a week ago. And, and that's when she also quit drinking just yes. a week ago. She's yep. been making good choices for a week. Yep, for a week she's been on the straight and narrow, except yep. for the part where she didn't look for her son. Yeah, but then still guilt him being like, you know, I failed you and you were the good one. Ah, you're yeah, not like your brother. A, you're no good brother. Yeah, she puts a lot of pressure I'm on him for your being brother a and kid. I'm going to my sister. <laughs> going to my sisters. And of course she doesn't have any place to go. She's just staying on no, people's no. I, couches. Thing, I was worried that she was going to start mooching off the Coens. Like, I thought like she was going to become like this parasitic fucking... Oh, like, she was just going to straight up... She was going to find a way to stay in Ryan's life so she could squeeze these bitches for money. I kind of thought that's where it was going as well. But, uh, but instead, she decides to count cards at casino night and yeah. get super drunk. Yep. Because that's what you should and make do. make a scene. Yep. And she makes a scene, runs into someone holding a bunch of drinks, and they all come crashing down. Yep. She gets down, makes a scene, yep. and it's super embarrassing, and they take her out and take her home. And, and like, and that's the thing, is, like, already this society is just, like, wary of Ryan and not liking him, mm-hmm. being that he's an outsider, which was another great moment. Where Sandy overhears Julie and her little her little friend mm-hmm. talking in the in the in the coffee shop. Oh man, Sandy about, just oh uh, he just threw his dick right on the it's table. It's so great because they're talking about like oh he's such a terrible element and he's an outsider and like he's a a danger to this community and blah 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 and mm-hmm. he's like hey I couldn't help it over here and starts talking he's like you know she's like well you know we just. We just can't trust people that aren't from here. He's like, yeah, but you're not from here. You came from Riverside, right? Right. That's not that far away from Chino. And it's just like, oh, fuck. I love how upset she got. And that's why she burns it down. That's probably. That's part of it because she comes to Ginny. She's like, he called me white trash. Yeah, he said I was from Riverside and (laughs) poor Jimmy. the Juicy Couture fits. Jimmy's like, but that's where you're from. (laughs) Yeah, that's what you are from Riverside. It was a uh, super... I mean, yeah, that's why she decides to burn it all down is because she was embarrassed, but that mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense either because it's like you could very easily go back there. Like, Scorched do you wanna, earth, man. Like, Scorched earth. Do you want to no, go he... back to your mom's trailer park and live there with her now? <laughs> like, he was just trying to keep you up on all of your horses and yep. shit that you like. Like, like and it, it doesn't... It shouldn't... It should be a wake-up call for her yeah. and it's not. Yeah, and poor Ryan is just getting jerked around left, right, and center because he doesn't know, you know, he can't trust his mom. Nope. And, and he can't trust the system. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know if he can trust the Coens yet. I think he knows that he can trust the Coens, but he knows that the Coens are hesitant to take him in. Well, yeah, but that's through no fault of his own. Right. And then plus he's dealing with still, like, the fallout from the Luke drama. Well, and he has had, like... 
throughout this series, we've only been through four episodes, but I'm fairly certain that there has been at least six fights up to this So point. many fights. So he, I think he feels like bad because he's not me. He's not starting any of these fights. Oh, he God, hasn't no. started a no. single fight yet. He's finished a few. Wait, no, that's not true. One. Oh, the one. Yeah, he you did. know what I love about rich kids? Nothing. Bam. Yeah, like, that's that's the one, and that was justified. Oh yeah, absolutely. We love to see a rich white boy get sucker punched. <laughs> but that's the only one that he started out yeah. of like six. And so he feels bad because he keeps getting into trouble, even though none of this trouble is his fault. Mm-hmm. And of course, it just they're tends not. To follow him, though. Yeah, but it just tends to follow him. And man, do I ever know people like that? There's just people that have really bad luck, yeah. and things just happen yeah. to them. And it's always like a wow, geez, you lost your job again. Like, and I know you. I know that it's not because you're a bad worker. It was just situational. Like, man, you can't catch a fucking break, right? Or like our 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 friend Jesse, who's. Animals don't let her get a single solitary break. <laughs> Every other week, they're like, I ate an entire shoe. Get pet insurance, guys. Get pet insurance. Uh, if Always you can. Worth it. If you yeah. can, man. But yeah, so Rex, the casino night, it's yes. a huge embarrassment, and then again, leaves him. With yeah. these, like, 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 she left a note at least. She Well, she went to. Last time. She went to just book it. She was going to leave, yeah. She was going to leave, gonna, and she she leave, and she got caught by Kirsten. She got Kirsten, caught by Kirsten. Uh, who, they they sit down, they have a nice little girl chat while uh, she smokes, which Kirsten's clearly not excited about. Whatever, you're outside. It's fine. It's going to stain the umbrella on the veranda. There's just some people that don't like cigarette <laughs> smoke. I'm a fat asthmatic, but, like, if we're outside, I can't stop you, like. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, they have like a little heart to heart and she's like, listen, Ryan's lucky to have a mom like you. Oh yeah. Yeah. The thing like, is like, you need to start doing right off. by your son. She's like, I am doing right by my son. She's like, I'm doing the best thing I could possibly do for him. Mm-hmm. I'm not wired for this mom shit. Yeah. Like this is not what I'm supposed like. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not ready to mom. I'm, I'm on mom. Not dad. ready to mom. You've <laughs> got one that's old enough to go to actual prison and one that's like going to get eaten by the system. Yeah. But you're not ready to mom. But she does make, she does say, um, earlier in the episode that she had him too early. Like her first, yeah. she had when she was yeah. really, really young and then Trace she Trace or whatever his name is. Trey. Trey. Yeah, Trey. Yeah. And she felt like she needed to stay with their dad uh-huh. and then had Ryan and yep. Ryan would do good one. And then Ryan and then dad left. So that's yep. when they leave from Fresno. Yep. We find out they're from Fresno. Hooray. We love some Central Valley trash. Hey. <laughs> like you. Woo, 209 represent. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and move down to Chino. Yeah. So, um, so she's like, Kirsten, clearly you're a good mom. Mm-hmm. You do it. Bye. Yeah. And so she... As they're talking, Ryan wakes up, comes From out. From the pool house, comes out, sees so just it. Just looks. Just, just looks at her. Gives him a little C in English wave. Yeah. And she fucking books it. And he waves back like, yep, saw this coming. Have yep. a nice life. Yep. And walks right out of his life. Yeah. And poor Seth in all of this. He doesn't have much of a, a storyline. He's walking through casino night and some dice fall at his feet. Oh, yes. He picks them up. Turns uh, out they belong to his big fucking crush, Summer. This yeah. fucking vapid cunt. Oh, my <laughs> God. I know I sound like a terrible person saying this, but my God. She is 
a horrible character so she's, far. She's written she that way. She is the worst. Yeah, she's absolutely written that way. I don't even want her to have a redemptive arc. I don't want her to end up with Seth, <laughs> even though I know that's what they're pitching. I don't want that. Seth deserves way better. Yes, correct. Almost gets way better in the next episode, which we'll get to in a moment. Yeah, but... we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, so, so now she thinks Seth's her good luck charm because he blows on her dice once because she's, uh, I'm, I'm superstitious, you have to blow on these. Yeah, I'm superstitious, you have to blow on these because they fell on the floor, I guess. Yep. Um, and so he blows on them and she's and like, she oh my starts, god, I won! Yeah. Now you just have to stay here. And so she calls him, like, Rabbit's Foot later. Yeah, or, and or Sid or Stan. Like, she can never get his she, name right. Oh, it's awful. But Ugh. she, oh my gosh, she has, for the occasion... Oh, yes. One of those rhinestone tattoos oh, in the shape of dice on her back rage. shoulder. Oh my god. And I have to say, I had forgotten all about them, and I'm so glad that they had such a short lifespan, mm-hmm. because it looks so trashy now. Yeah. Oh, but those gave way to getting, like, the the tan tattoos, where you would put, like, the cutout of mm-hmm. something on your body when you go to the tanning booth. Yep. Yeah. And you come out, and it's there. Yep. I dated a gal in 2008 that got a shamrock right above her hip when she went to the tanning salon. I had a friend. And that's how I found out she went to a tanning salon. I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I had a friend who had the, um, on her, on her, like, inner hip, um, the Playboy Bunny Ugh. logo thing. And I didn't realize at the time until this very moment, I was today years old when I realized that that was a tanning booth thing, but it makes total sense now. Of course yeah. she went to a tanning booth. Of course she did. Because I don't think she had enough money to do it. So of course she was doing it. Because that's what you do, right? I mean, not that there's anything wrong with going to a tanning booth. You no, want to fry your skin? Fry your skin. Yeah, there's nothing I, wrong I, with I don't wear sunscreen. I'm going to end up with melanoma. But, you know, I'm, I'm also going to probably have a heart attack in five years. So, fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> Let's roll those dice, huh? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the end of the episode. The episode ends with uh, Kirsten deciding that Ryan is staying. Yep. And he's thrilled about it and Seth is even more thrilled because uh, Seth doesn't even think about like oh you got left by your mom oh your no, mom's he's never... just happy he's like he's like hey, I, I know some... well not even that <laughs> he says early he's like when when she's like we can't have him like in the house he's like yeah yeah let's just get rid of the one cool person that I know he says or whatever <laughs> right he's like not only do we have the cool new kid but also he's living in my house right hell yeah <laughs> things are gonna happen for me oh muffin uh, because Seth thinks Ryan's his rabbit foot. Yeah. Oh, and he is. I mean, fair enough, yeah. Like, it, things would just keep going on the same way if it wasn't for Ryan this is true. throwing everything in the mix. So, at the beginning of the next episode, the Coens uh, talk to Ryan, say, hey. Uh, in order for this to be legal. Yeah, Child Protective Services has stated that we the have only, to make you. Yeah, we have we to. We have to be your legal guardians. Yeah, we have to be your legal guardians in order for you to be able to stay. So they're essentially so, adopting him, but also stay keep out of your trouble. Nose clean, yeah, it. you have to stay out of trouble. Yeah. Otherwise, this is it. So. And then also, by the way, I know we just got done with Casino Night, but we have another fucking big event coming up. Right? It's good to It's the debutante ball. Yay! The biggest event in Newport Society. And then Seth says, until the next big thing next week or whatever. It's yeah. like, Jesus. And that, honestly, shit like that is why I love this series, is because it knows exactly what it is. Like, it knows exactly what it is by calling itself out like that. <laughs> and I love it. So, um, ugh, debutante balls, gross. I don't understand them. My dad was was Southern 
Um, but he just, like, cooked us grits, man. Like, <laughs> we didn't get into this kind of horse shit. Like, the only thing that well, I not know... Not so much, like, Southern, but also just very, like, genteel high society type shit. Like, this and whole he, idea yeah. of, like, our, you know, making the debut... And that makes sense, because he grew up on a farm, so he these, probably didn't even know any about... These like, fathers anything. giving their daughters away <laughs> to suitors, like it's a goddamn wedding. But, like, they're making their debut to society, but it's also... There's this wheels, weird sort of, like fertility ritual aspect of it all. Like, their young woman, young girl blossoming into womanhood. Like, yeah. they're debuting as, as eligible women. These See, bachelorettes are here for you now, men. Please. Fawn and hound after them. Like, gross. I have such a hard time with this happening in today's society. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's like, because it's basically a like, hey, my, uh, my daughter's ready to fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's up? Who's who's gonna take this physical challenge? Like I, I know I know you you don't want to, but like really you need to see them Borat movies, especially the second one, because they wreck a debutante fall <laughs> in the best way. I eventually I'm sure you will show them to me <laughs> in one form or another. Um, so Jimmy's uh, jig is up. Uh, because yes, because Ted Beneke from Breaking Bad. Yeah, he's like, buddy, I need my money. Heated, heated bathroom tile floor and all. Yeah, needs some money back for an investment, and Jimmy just doesn't have it. No, Jimmy doesn't have it. And, and then this, also the Coens find out because the SEC yep. comes knocking on Sandy's office door. Yep, saying, hey, uh, did your wife write a check for a hundred thousand? And and, and Jimmy, Jim, and did you know that Jimmy just put it into his personal account? This wasn't an investment. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and so, of course, uh, Sandy wants to call all their friends and be like, hey, y'all are in trouble, you better... You need a warning, and Kirsten's like, hey, he's my friend, let me just confirm it with him. She literally says, like, if if it's really that bad, I need him to say it to my face, I need to... Like, really, it's not that bad that, like, the fucking Securities and Exchange Commission is now talking to you and you're part of this investigation now? Mm -hmm. That doesn't make it real? But the thing is, like, man, people with a lot of money, like... Money does insulate them against a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. So, um, apparently, White Knights is the name for dudes without dates at Cotillion, at least, uh, the, yeah, at least what they say here, yeah. Yeah, and so that is what Ryan and, and Seth are, and Seth are, are out there for. Yeah. Well, uh, Seth is gunning to be Summer's date. He yes. wants to be, and he, and he is actually paired up with Summer. And he gets paired Initially, up with Summer, and Summer Much to her, hook. yeah, she is not happy about it. She's not having it this at all. This scheming, conniving bitch <laughs> starts trying to pawn him off on everybody. Yeah, pretty, I mean, pretty much just trying to get herself a date so that she can dump him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, willing to take Luke at one point. She She's offering people money to switch. Yes. Yep, like, ridiculous. So, she intro. She does not want to make her, yeah, but, uh. Also making their debut in this episode, the character of Anna Stern. Yeah, Anna, the the hip, sexy girl. Uh, with, that with, her, with her checkerboard vans, wristband and shit, oh, and her man. pixie cut. She's a whole mood. Uh, this, this, like, we couldn't get Avril Lavigne, but here you go. <laughs> like, I, honestly, I love her because amidst Marissa, who just likes to drink and be vapid, and Summer, who just likes to be vapid, and be drunk, like, they're, 
They wow. just, they just you have really, two really, different... Uh, you really delineated the differences between those characters. The, di- so... the differences are Marissa just wants to be drunk and Summer just wants to be vapid, but they're both willing to do both. <laughs> <laughs> they're ambidextrous they're with their ambidextrous terrible characteristics. They're with their traits. terrible characteristics. Whereas Jesus, fuck. Anna is the first three-dimensional character that we meet <laughs> as, yeah, a, as a female. With some interesting line reads, but yes. Yeah. Uh, um, she, like, she's not, she's, she's there, she's and, not, she's not here for this society, she just moved in from Pittsburgh, from the Outer Bay Area. Yeah, so you know? she's, like, mad, this, this whole, like, cotillion thing is wacky anyway, Yeah, and it turns whatever. out, Seth Cohen built her in a fucking computer, it's like, Seth yes. Cohen, <laughs> this is where, he, he washed hackers, saw Angelina Jolie and said, give me one of those, but blonde. <laughs> <laughs> and then he watched Weird Science and he made it happen. <laughs> Because, oh my god, it's a girl that reads comic books and doesn't yeah. give a shit about high society and is able to have, like, you know, just... And she's into sailing. Ugh. Ugh. That's a great moment where mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I'd love to hang out with you this summer, but unfortunately... I'm sailing, I'm sailing to, to, to Tahiti. She's living his dream. Yep. <laughs> love it. Um... But no, she's like she's great. She debates with him about comic books. She also like, helps him find a little bit of confidence. Yes, my one of my favorite lines of this entire series is where she goes, "Confidence, Cohen." Stupid. <laughs> and it it works though because she really is like giving him the confidence to be mm-hmm. his own person. Right after that, um, Summer comes up and she's like, "Oh, hey, guess what? I'm available again." Oh yeah, because there's this whole rigmarole of like. Half the main characters don't even want to go to Cotillion. Yes. Sandy doesn't want to go. No. Jimmy doesn't want to go. Well, Jimmy doesn't want to go because he has to see Ted Beneke. I, I, I'll yes. forever be referring to him as Ted Beneke. I That's don't fair. know or care what his fucking character is. I don't think he ever shows up again, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. he Because Beneke's asking for his money. Where's my money, man? Yeah. Yeah. Just you got money for big mustaches, but you got my money? <laughs> yeah. So that whole thing is going on. Uh, Luke. Makes yet another gay joke, and these oh yeah these because they, they have their pre cotillion party at the same house where every beach party just ends up happening. Yeah, which I believe is the house of the of Ted Benegy's daughter. Probably because she she's like yeah I'm hosting again. Yes, yeah, probably. And is grilling in a bikini, which yeah. is just so unsafe. That's yeah. Might as well cook bacon naked. Get out of here. <laughs> the bacon podcast, um, and. Like, I just feel like all of the gay jokes so far have not aged well at all. No because gay jokes ever age well. I mean, there's a way to be like, I don't know. Maybe there's not. Maybe there's there not really a way isn't. to make a gay joke. <laughs> it feels like it's... Go it, back and watch those mannequin movies. Remember, there's no good way to make a gay joke. <laughs> mm. Watch Revenge of the Nerds. No good way to make a gay joke. Well, not... Hey, let's take an entire comedy movie and base the humor on rampant transphobia... But because Jim Carrey's at the center of it, it's okay. <laughs> Go find those missing pets, Ace. Ugh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like... Like, yeah, we all laughed at it at the time because... It's a very... Unfortunately, yeah. that, that was considered... Gay-phobia was, was hilarious. Yeah. But I feel like this was made late enough that it was in absolutely poor taste at the time. 2003... Well, yeah. the shot in 2002, written in 2002, premiering yeah. in 2003. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we were we were evolved enough to not be doing this shit. We should have anyway. been, but I still use the F slur a few times. 
uh, oh, to, really? to refer to uh, to guys that I was not pleased with oh. in how they comported themselves. Okay. And it wasn't used as a way to insinuate that they themselves were gay or anything like that. It was used it was as like an angry, emasculating me. And that's the thing, mm-hmm. is because using the F slur then was like an emasculating thing when you used it against like a heterosexual male. So in a way, even though I wasn't directly trying to, you know, add to the homophobia, I was passively being homophobic and using that. Fair enough. You know, I'll call myself out for that. Yeah, I was a dumb fucking kid. You kid. And said shit. Fair enough. You know, don't do that anymore. Yeah. Definitely don't do that anymore. No, no, sir. Yeah, it wasn't great. But uh, that's the thing. It's like, you would think that we were more evolved. But maybe we were. By then, we we weren't. I, I think we all tend to look back with those rose-colored glasses and think that we were better people than we were. I mean... And, and maybe we would have liked the society that we were inhabiting at the time to be better than it was. And that's the thing, is when you look at stuff like this, you're like, oh, no, it had to have been, you know, trounced up for TV, but they are holding that mirror up to society. That was exactly yeah, how true. fucking dudes talked, unfortunately. That's fair. I guess I just didn't hang out with those specific dudes. In 2003, um, I, Neither was, did I, I was at UNR. I tried to talk like those dudes because I thought that's how cool people talked. Fair enough. Which is I, even worse. <laughs> in 2003, I was at UNR in theater, mm. ensconced in theater. And so I would never call some of my best friends that word. Mm-hmm. And so I was probably living in a very specific bubble Whereas the world was in a different place. Mm-hmm. So, that's on me. Uh, Julie also name drops the Zone Diet, which I completely <laughs> forgot about. And oh. I, I kind of love that, because we were just... The fucking time capsule that this fucking show is. I hate it. It's great. I hate it. I, like, I don't even remember what the Zone Diet did. I just remember that it didn't work, probably. As all diets <laughs> don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I thought that was great. I also love that uh, when Ryan and Sandy find each other in in the house and they're like, you're not going to, to Cotillion? I'm not going to Cotillion. Yeah, they have, <laughs> they have this, this, this nice little, like, not totally father-son bonding moment, but, like, as close to a father-son bonding moment as you can. They're playing, what is it, Dynasty Warriors yeah, or some shit on that, PS2? I had that written down because I thought that was hysterical because as soon as they showed it, you were like, they're playing Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't even know what that is. And that's okay. <laughs> but I'm glad that you do. That's why you're here. Also, I just love the character progression for Sandy because he starts off not even knowing what the fuck he's doing and Ryan's like, you keep stabbing me. Can you stop stabbing me? Just run over there and maybe we'll make it through this forest alive. <laughs> right. And then Ryan leaves because Marissa, is that her name? Uh, yeah, Marissa Mar- Marissa Cooper. shows up at the door because she didn't want to go because Luke started a fight at the party again yes. with Ryan. Shocker. Sucker punched him and yep. he didn't Well, and react. Ryan said, I'm not going to fight you. And he goes, oh, even if I do this, boom, Oof. right in the gut. Yep. And so she's seeing more and more that Luke's a douche. Of course he's a douche. Look at that lifted ass truck. Go jerk off one of your buddies in it. Um, I'm honestly, I'm so mad. The second that he sucker punched him, I would have been like, we're breaking up. Because, you know, of course he's going to say like, oh, Chino, he's so gay. Like. Which is ridiculous. Like, I I just hate it. He thinks the frat boy doth protest too much. See, if this was made today, Luke would have 100% been closeted. (laughs) Yeah. Homosexual. That, this, that's is, this is us writing our own version of it. Right. This is where it's going to go. This is where I want it to go. Is. Also, way to go. Going from calling myself out for using the F slur to insinuating again that Luke is closeted. <laughs> God damn it. And 
as it not, stands, am, we yeah. have so, not evolved. So much for evolution. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I'm the worst. Well, you didn't call him the F word, so that's not Wow, anyway. thanks, yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, uh, Marissa is starting to see more and more that Luke is yep. an asshole. And then she obviously gets upset because Jimmy gets his ass beat at Cotillion. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're bouncing all around narratively in this episode. We are yeah. not moving forward it's in the proper... No, we're, we're wrapping it up, man. Like, Because <laughs> at the, the, the end of the episode, um, she's really upset about her dad uh-huh. getting like beat up and uh-huh. all that stuff. Uh, she's about to accept a ride home from Ryan, mm-hmm. um, and then Luke shows up, and he's like, oh my gosh, I just heard about your dad, I'm so sorry, mm-hmm. can I drive you home? And she's like, I need to be fucking alone right now. Yeah, which is the best thing that she's done for herself the mm-hmm. entire time that we've known her. But yeah, so, because she showed up at the door, because initially both they both weren't going to go to Cotillion, this is why Summer's freaking out. Uh, because Luke's not there to be Marissa's date, and now she doesn't have her date because, you know, Seth's now paired up with Ryan's former date because Ryan was going to be with Anna. Yeah. All this shit. Yeah, and, and And in the middle of it all, Sandy Cohen got good at Dynasty Warriors because when they come <laughs> back, he's like, Ryan, get in here, I need your help. I'm totally kicking these ninjas' asses or whatever. Yes. <laughs> Bless. And honestly, we love Sandy Cohen. He he. Sandy Cohen. He would is, thrive in the Dark Souls verse. He just get good and just go. <laughs> Sandy Cohen, I really and truly feel is the best dad ever. He he does have some good moments, like when they're you know he's like everyone's got secrets in this town. He's like, well, what's your secret? He's like, you know what? On some mornings, I actually kind of like this place. Yeah, like I that's the secret. Like as it, much yeah. as I talk shit about it, there are some parts of Newport that I actually like. Yep. Uh, and that's actually a good secret. Yeah. Because he talks shit about it pretty mm-hmm. much the whole time. So yeah, Marissa shows up and and basically says, I'll go if you'll go to Ryan. So they show up. So dumb. Ruin everybody's plans. Luke almost gets in another fight with him and then says, you know what? I'm so over this shit. I'm done. That's what you left out when you talked about him coming back. Is right. That he essentially broke up with Marissa. Yep. And she, now and she stormed out. <laughs> She just, she's poor baby. Mm-hmm. She's gonna have to figure out what she wants to do. And Summer was left dateless. Summer was for left Cotillion. Totally dateless. After because... all of her scheming and conniving, trying to pawn off her date. Yep. She's yep. like, how do I go from having three dates to no dates? Because she's actually. That's when you like yell at the screen. Oh. You were like, get wrecked, Summer. <laughs> I was, oh, I lived for that. I love watching these vapid heartless bitches just get wrecked <laughs> hoisted on their own petard and they don't even know what a petard is <laughs> i mean they'd probably make it into a gay joke so Fair there's now. that <laughs> <laughs> a petard is that like a dance belt <laughs> is, that like, is that like a dance belt so uh yeah and then at this debutante ball mm-hmm. is where you know ted Beneke. It's like, hey, Jimmy, give me my 250 grand. You didn't bring the check. Yeah. And Jimmy, to his credit, tries like, hey, man. He's like, like not here. Not, not here. here. Like, let's let's celebrate our daughters tonight. You yeah. come by the office and we'll talk about it there. And he's like, I want my money now, man. Yeah. And he's just like, hey, man, I don't, I don't have it. Mm-hmm. I don't have it. And he tries to explain. He's like, there's some bad investments, but I'm going to get it back. Mm-hmm. And Benneke just goes off. He does. Cold cocks him. This guy's a thief, man. And like, oh. again... Huge fight breaks out. Even Sandy gets tagged at one point trying to pull 
uh, yeah. Benneke off of Jimmy. Yep. And he, then, of course, char- Ryan, and then Ryan, Ryan gets into it. has to charge in there all Leroy Jenkins style. Has to. Yep. And then he, of course, apologizes. like, I'm sorry. I tried really hard not to get into a fight, fight, you guys. Just like, and to right. be fair, he only got into two fights, which I think is his lowest fight count to date. And here's the thing. Because he didn't fight back. And he didn't fight back the first, the first one. And the first one, one he was trying, and the second one, he's trying to break up a fight. Right. So, technically, he didn't really get into a which fight. Which is why Sandy's like, is your attorney? I'll advise you. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. The have Good. questions. Like, the police are going to have questions. I need you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> what a mensch. What a mensch. So, uh, yeah, those those are the two episodes. Ryan, where can they find you on the socials? Uh, at Mad Ryan Test everywhere, pretty much. <laughs> everywhere you get your Ryan. <laughs> no one wants to get their Ryan from anywhere, though. I am definitely dateless for whenever my debut ball is. <laughs> No cotillions for this fat fuck. You need a white princess? That sounds oh, wrong. No. That sounds wrong. I can't be a white knight. I couldn't even fit into the armor, let alone a tux. <laughs> um, you know, I, I bailed on a friend's wedding because I found out I couldn't fit into my dress clothes at that time. Are you kidding? I totally not. Were they mad? No, they were understanding because I, I, I told them that I actually was having like, I totally was just like, hey man, I'm like having, like, I don't know if I had like some bad sushi or what, but like I, I, I can't make it. Man. So, it's not like I was part of the wedding party, but, like, okay. I was supposed to attend. Right. And then, and like, then I not. went and, like, I was putting on the clothes and I couldn't button the vest and the shirt was, like, popping. Oh. And I, I'm, i like, in tears almost looking Nobody. at myself in the mirror. Oh. Ugh. So. So, yeah, yeah. Don't find me anywhere. You don't Stop want it. none of this. Stop <laughs> it. Um, I got invited to the Magic Castle three times and each time I had to turn it down. The Magic Castle. The Magic Castle is, is an that... exclusive place Oh, in for a moment I thought you were talking about like that weird BDSM place. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that everyone and on I... Reddit like brings up every once in a while. And I couldn't go because I couldn't fit into the bondage. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's like... Hoist me on that petard, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't, don't throw your back out while you're Hey-o. doing it. <laughs> So the Magic Castle, isn't that like a magician's place in Vegas or something like that? In L.A. L.A. In L.A. L.A. Um, And both... What are you doing here? I took the 405 to Los Angeles. So, yeah. So I had to turn it down each and every time because um, they require you to be in basically black tie. Oh, yeah. Evening wear. Evening wear. Yeah. And I couldn't fit into any evening wear. And so I had to not go. And they don't have, like, here's the thing. I've been to big and tall stores. They've got suits, but they're not, like, good suits. They are cut to fit, like, you know, people that are, like, six times bigger than me. Yeah. But, like, I'm in this weird place where I can't shop off the rack but I'm still somehow a little too small for big and tall. Mm-hmm. And so I just don't have nice clothes. That's why I wear all these stupid pithy t-shirts with like <laughs> graphics on them and stuff. And that's the only shit that fits. <laughs> and you can see every last one of those pithy t-shirts yes. on at Matt Ryan's. Yes, there you go. On Instagram. And where can they find you? They can find me at Page and Reno Land on TikTok, on Instagram, and pretty much any place you want to find me, I'm sure you could all figure it out. And uh, what about the the drinky stuff, drink envy or whatever? Um, I have a uh, Instagram called Drink Nevada. There you go. Uh, where pretty much every time I have an alcoholic beverage, I post it on there because. <laughs> 
I had I had a blog at one point, and oh. now it is no longer. So it's really just a sad little thing. And so. then uh, I couldn't help but uh... couldn't help but podcast um, on Facebook. If you want to follow us there, uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Can't Help But Pod. If you have any questions for us, uh, please go ahead and reach out to us at I Couldn't Help But Podcast at gmail.com. So until next time, everybody, yes. uh, we will talk to you later. Will we? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Bye. Yay!